Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Tuesday, correct? Yeah, Tuesday, November 28th. We're back after a week hiatus. Gage, Trent, fellas, happy... Right, Trent, really, Gage, I saw you on Thanksgiving. Trent, happy uh, belated Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, buddy. Gage, Austin. Um, hopefully, you know, the weekend didn't go as planned as far as... Um, Ohio State and everything, but um, you know, it's nice to to see some family and always a big fan of Thanksgiving. Um, oh, I ate a lot of food. I sat on the couch and I watched a hell of a lot of football. Um, As you should. Thankful, thankful for you guys. Yeah, thankful, thankful for your you guys and thankful for uh, listeners we have out there too. Yeah, happy uh, Thanksgiving and <clears throat> happy early Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Austin, I know this is your kind of your kind of neck of the woods. This time of the year is your favorite, um, the giving season, and it, it definitely has been giving so far. But, yeah, Trent, you mentioned it. Um, sour, sour taste in our mouth, at least in mine still, after this weekend. Um, what was going to be a, a great weekend kind of turned shitty really, really fast, and We'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that here in a little bit and dive deep into the game and the misfits that happened with Ohio State. But happy to be back. It was a, a week a week break, but I think we needed it. I'm going to spend some family time with everybody and kind of regather ourselves, and, and we're glad to be back for everybody out there. Yeah, very much so. Uh, a week hiatus was a week hiatus. Excuse me, was definitely needed. Um, kind of just refresh some things, take a break. Like you said, Gage, spend some time with loved ones. So it was nice to be off, but we're back. Um, typically, or last few weeks at least, haven't done these early week episodes just to, for sake of schedule and all that kind of stuff. But a lot of people have been asking for obvious reasons for us to put one out to, uh, early week. So here we are. Um, we're going to get into the game, obviously. We'll get into that. We'll get into the fiasco which is the NFL on this past Sunday. Talk about the fucking officiating there, which is god-awful. But we'll get into all that. We'll get into our picks. Before we get into these picks, Gage, you you um, you, you presented a question on Thanksgiving to the family, and I was quick to answer. And the more I thought about it, because I've had this conversation a lot over the weekend, believe it or not, Trent, I'm, and I'm curious on your take, is turkey one of the more overrated foods slash meats there is because the more i think about it i i absolutely agree with gage in terms that it is 100 percent overrated uh i had to guess what gage's logic was it was like it'd be like we don't really eat this food side of thanksgiving so i can see his logic there and and it, it is one of those things where if it wasn't like associated with a special day you probably wouldn't care about it. But I, I do look forward to turkey on Thanksgiving. I think that's more of just, like I said, the association with Thanksgiving, with, you know, everything else that goes goes along with it. Um, but, yeah, I, I would agree with that take. I don't I don't crave turkey. I, you know, I, I'm not eating turkey <laughs> in, like, July. So I think that's a good take, Gage. Yeah, it's such a... There's there's so many more ways for turkey to go bad than there's good. Like you have to you have to cook this turkey to perfection for it to be nice and juicy and moist and, and tender. But most of the time, at least in my perspective, I look forward to the sides more when it comes to Thanksgiving meals and all the fixings that come with it. And kind of the, the turkey is the last thing that I'm excited for. But yeah, awesome. I mentioned it, um, Trent. When in the future. Thanksgiving at my house, we're we're cooking up steaks, baby. Yeah, buddy. The turkey stuff. Turkey's gonna go out the window, and the steaks are gonna be in. Buddy, supplying supplying steaks and tomahawks for everybody on on Thanksgiving moving forward. We're we're switching it up. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I mean, there's nothing better than a good cooked steak. Um, Best Thanksgiving side. Go. Uh, you know, it's it's boring, but mashed potatoes. You really can't beat mashed potatoes. So we we I'll go. With, I'll go with the obvious one. We usually have it, but we didn't have any uh, mac and cheese this year, so I'm a, I'm a big mac and cheese guy. That is true. We don't have any of that. I've been, uh, you know, the cornbread. Cornbread, bro. 
I know I'm a little lactose, and that's filled with sour cream and butter and milk and everything, dude. But that hits different. Hey. Also, sweet potato. The cornbread hits, bro. It hits. It definitely does. Um, about um, my Thanksgiving this year, I, I spent it with uh, my fiance's family, and the this I was really hungry because I didn't. I ended up running a five mile run at the turkey trot good old Dayton, Ohio um, that day. Yeah, that sounds I was really miserable. hungry. And, yeah, it, it wasn't my idea, believe me. <laughs> I ended up doing it. Um, I, anyway, so I uh, I was pretty hungry, and, and I guess dinner wasn't until 2 p.m., but the stuffing, my mother-in-law made the stuffing before everything else, and it was ready to go. And I just found myself just... <laughs> picking at the stuffing for a solid hour and a half by the time dinner rolled around i was like oh my god like i've had <laughs> i've had like two plates of just stuffing and nothing else stuffing is fire uh, oh it's delicious but i was just i just had so much stuffing so much bread and i was yeah it was um i mean i still ate a bunch of, of other assortment of things but um i definitely went a, went a little over overboard on the stuffing this year which it's an elite side. I'll, I'll go with it. It's an elite side. You're allowed to eat during the holidays and not feel guilty about it. Let's let's move on to these picks, man. Um, we don't have a lot to get into today, but uh, we're going to keep this as short and sweet as possible. Um, the tweet went out Monday night as we're recording this. Um, very midweek for the fellas. <laughs> uh, nine and nine overall. Each of us going three and three. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I didn't watch any football college football outside of the uh, last few minutes of the iron bowl on saturday um just sadness but also stuff going on high school reunion and all that jazz um didn't really have time to watch any ball but um i'll kick things off gage you and i were both on a friday night game the or friday afternoon game the under in the iowa nebraska under 25 and a half is what we got it at bangers um, system play, baby. System play. I mean, you have to. The what is the over in the Big Ten championship? What is it? Twenty? Or no, it's thirty-five. I think it is. And Michigan's favorite by twenty, like twenty-two. I think. Yeah, fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I I was team total is uh, six and a half, which may not like hit. It. Which which yeah. may not hit. <laughs> I was saying it on Saturday. I don't think they're going to score a point. Do they struggle to score against Nebraska? They're not. They're not moving the ball against Michigan. Yeah, I'll be interested to see that. So that on their bagged system play, like you said, Gage. I was on Middle Tennessee State, um, not Middle Tennessee State, Middle Tennessee, minus three and a half against Sam Houston State. Um, they lost outright. Um, Bama, minus 13 and a half. One of the best finishes I've ever seen. One of the more confusing endings I've seen either. Or uh, also, not really sure what Auburn was doing. Um Bama minus 13 and a half. I thought that was a pretty safe bet. I was pretty confident in playing that, honestly. Um, after watching Bama the last few weeks, how they played, and watching what um, New, Me- New Mexico State was able to do against Auburn. But, yeah, that one was that was pretty much a loss let's talk about from, from the yeah, jump. let's talk about that really quick, Austin. Let's talk about that because, um, I mean, that game was nuts, and... Jalen Milrow, like, he's really good, don't get me wrong, and he's improved a lot as a passer and stuff, but it was just a funny visual of him. I don't know if you guys saw the video of him screaming, like, yeah. give me the Heisman Yeah. after after that. It's like, bro, <laughs> you threw two passes five yards past the line of scrimmage. Like, he ran – the one where he ran – he threw a touchdown, <laughs> but he was four and a half yards past the line of scrimmage. The second one was even funnier. It was right before the game when he – Pass on fourth and thirty-one. Yep. Where he scrambles out to the left, runs past the line of scrimmage, and then goes. Uh, actually, I'm going to back up three yards, <laughs> back behind the line of scrimmage, then throws the ball. It's like, do you know the rules? Like, do you know? How, do you know how this works? Um, I also I think was, he. I think he forgets yeah. that he got benched earlier this year. Like he was not. He has not been good all year. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean he. He's definitely yeah, playing better. He's yeah, he's definitely he's playing, playing better. better but, but you're right. That was that was so funny. That but what is Auburn doing though? I mean, I get fourth and thirty-one. You play prevent, but like 
and, and I guess hindsight's twenty twenty now looking back at it, but like putting a spy on him on the last play of the game, like you like what I don't understand. I mean, I don't, how do I like exp- like describe or like explain this? Like they had they had nine guys in coverage, but they you, did. right, but you never know. Like you put that tenth guy back there, that guy may not get open in the corner. You know, what I mean, you can kind of space out the secondary a little bit more. You never know. But like they, they they put a spy on him. He's not going to run thirty one yards. You got you put everybody in the end zone. You're not going to miss ten tackles. You know what I mean? Like I didn't a, I didn't really understand I'm the defense. Fan, I'm a fan of in that situation, kind of kind of pressuring the quarterback. Most I mean you see I agree. most of the time that that's what happens, and then they're ended up having to throw the ball way too early, or they don't even get the ball off. And like he literally he could have sat back there for for days. Um. And he literally just waited until Mon got open and, and threw an absolute dot to the corner. I don't know how that ball didn't get like smacked down or somebody come over and tip it. It was such a good throw. A minute, but I mean, what a hell of a finish! And then that touchdown not counting at the end of the game was kind of weird. <laughs> Holy too. fuck, was, you, dude! You mentioned it. It was it's fucking weird. So dude, weird. it was the wildest forty-ish seconds of football I've, I can remember watching. Like, <laughs> like, like when Auburn gets the ball back, um, Peyton Thorne gets hit, fumbles the ball. You get a 300-pound lineman. Looks like he's about to pick it up and start running with it. Ends up getting tackled just outside the end zone. <laughs> and then two Auburn receivers line up like on the 15-yard line. Like the, They had no idea the ball was on the one, so they had to run all the way back. Like, it was just, and then the pick six that, for some reason, didn't count. Like It was, it was nuts, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it was so well, nuts. First of all, um, shout-out to... What's his name? Isaiah Bond. Is that his name? Isaiah Bond. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, that dude makes plays every time I'm watching Alabama. Um, so he's really good. But so shout out to him on that play. My like my thoughts on the thing. Like how I don't know how you're dropping, you're rushing what two people, and you have a spy. How how is how is there a one on one in the end zone? Right. That that's my point. Like, like I, coverage. I mean, that makes no sense. Um, and. Yeah, I don't. I don't really understand how the last touchdown didn't count for Alabama. I think they snapped it with zero on the clock. They didn't step out. Okay. I also yeah. think it was a safety, and they just yeah, they just th- didn't care to either. Yeah, I also thought it was safety. I mean, I had no like dog in the fight, so I didn't really care either way. But like, we we were getting ready uh, to le- go to go to my my high school reunion. I'm standing there. While my fiance is getting ready, and I like verbally go, "Holy shit!" Like after Bond catches the ball, she comes running down the hallway, like, "What? What? What?" I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was like, "That's fourth and goal." That's all I could say. 31. Dude, it was nuts. Like it was fucking nuts, and it was an absolute dot, dot. But they got lucky though, and to be completely honest with you, Auburn dominated that football game. They, I mean. They should have won. I mean, we even I, talked I, about I, the, the muffed punt. How about the muffed punt yeah. that led to all that? Right. Where the kid just, like, at that point, just let the ball go. You don't need to be a hero and try to catch a punt. Yeah, and no, the poor I, kid. They kept they kept putting the camera on him. Like, after every every play for Alabama, they kept putting the, the camera on the Auburn guy. And you could see when Milro got sacked and made it fourth and whatever it was. He, um, his face kind of like lit up. You can see everybody kind of like high five, like pumping his shoulder pads, like, You're good, you're good, we got you, we got you. Right, yeah. And then they pan to the sideline, and everybody's got their hands on their heads. I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> I felt so bad, dude. And then Saban, the last thing, on, and we'll move on, but like Saban, they, they show him in the post game interview, and of course, he's all like giddy and shit. Like, he's like, I can't believe, and they're like, He said, Oh, we, we work on that. You know, we work on that play. It's like, what play yeah. do you work on, Saban? You run in 30 yards in the end zone and throw a jump ball? Piss me off. I don't know why. <laughs> I've seen him, seen him happy kind of pissed me off. but uh, Fair. I mean, it was, cra- it was a crazy game. And um, Alabama's, like, that's about as lucky as you can get to, to get out of that game. That would have been a horrible loss. I mean, like you said, Auburn just got drilled by New Mexico State. <laughs> In that same building, uh, just a week before. So, I don't know. Any given Saturday, I guess. 
yeah, they got Alabama definitely got lucky to walk out of there with a win. But minus 13.5, not even close to covering. Um, did end the day on two wins on the college slate. Kansas minus 7, which for me has been a system play. Um, fading UC for the last couple months. That was a no sweat. And then North Carolina State plus 3.5 at home against North Carolina. Outright winners. Um, don't, bet oh, wow. it, don't bet against that team at home, especially as dogs. You, you, you just don't. Um, my lone NFL play, Ravens team total over 25 and a half on Monday night football, 20 to 10 is that final score. Um, that, that along with the Bama play was, was my favorite of the week. Just juggernaut Ravens team against a piss poor chargers defense gauge. We were talking a little bit before we came on, came on camera, Lamar, or I'm sorry, chargers have given up, um, the opposing quarterback has hit their passing mark every game this year against the Chargers. Lamar didn't even come close. I mean, they dominated the game. They won, but it's just it was an ugly football game. Over 25-and-a-half did not hit, unfortunately. So, 3-and-3 three three for your boy. I mean, not great, not bad, but yeah. <laughs> Lamar, Lamar became the quickest quarterback in NFL history to reach 5,000 career rushing yards. Insane, dude. MVP. Give him the MVP right now. A little look at it though. My MV, my uh, my little awards parlay I placed before the season started. Not looking too shabby. Not looking too shabby. Gagers, you were on the Iowa under with me. Bang to start the weekend. Run through the rest of your plays. Yeah, you mentioned an awesome 13 10 final there. Kind of a sweat at the end. That game was also a wild finish. Back to back interceptions on Points potential early. game winning drives for each team and it ended with a a kicker coming in, attempting his first career college kick, and uh, he banged a 38-yarder barely. But that was a, a, a cash for us, too, Austin. So moving forward from that, um, I'll give the winners first. And it goes to Sunday in the NFL last night. We are just talking about an off-pod trend, um, equals minus three, potentially the game of the year so far. Um, maybe it's going to hold as that title going forward, too. But... What a thriller. I mean, a muddy, muddy game, but the highest total scoring game on the board this week. And um, phenomenal finish. We'll get into that a little bit later. OT thriller. Um, and then Cincinnati-Pittsburgh, under 36. That ends That ends at um, 26 total points. That was a, a ugly fucking game, dude. I mean, Bengals started off hot, scored a touchdown early in the first quarter, and then three points – early in the second quarter, sorry, and then three points the rest of the game. So that was a – an AFC North kind of like picture-perfect game. Um, and the Buckeyes, plus three and a half. Um, we'll talk about that a little later. Minnesota at home catching three points. Um, one of my more confident plays that I had of the weekend um, against a very mediocre Wisconsin team. Um, that kind of started the same way. They, they hopped out the gate 7 nothing early in the first quarter. Minnesota did at home, and Momentum's on their side. You look at the live line. They're now they're now faves to win the game, um, and then they implode the second half, give up 14 points in the third quarter, end up losing that game 28-14. Kind of disappointing. But um, moving forward, we take the loss and we, we keep pushing. And another one is Florida at home, catching almost a touchdown against Florida State. And, man, same, same thing. I thought all these reads were great. I mean, I felt really confident when the games first started because – these teams that I took jumped out the gate early and, and put some points on the board to take the lead. But we saw how that game ended, kind of disappointing. Um, two backup quarterbacks. I mean, Florida State's backup quarterback looked like shit. I don't know if you guys watched that game at all. Um, but, yeah, an ugly game. And it, it came down to a little little misfit at the end that Florida State ended up cashing in on to, to cover that spread for them. But... Yeah, three and three. Austin, Trent, we're not in the red, so that is a positive to take out of it. We'll uh, bounce back championship week, like you said. Florida State lost a fuck ton of people, a lot of money. I think Florida was one of the heavy. Ohio State, Michigan was the the most bet on game of the of the year, but I'm pretty sure Florida was the most bet on team of the week last week at six and a half. So that's tragic. Florida, Florida's poorly coached. Like they are. Billy Napier, he is not. He does not have the goods, in my opinion. 
Um, so I, I would be surprised if they move on from him. Surprised they haven't moved on from him already. Um, so, I mean, Florida, they probably should have won that game. They, they got up to a 12-0 lead, and then they kind of just did nothing. I know Graham Mertz didn't play, but, you know, it's just it's just a bad coaching job all around from that team. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll go through my here uh, again. Three and three, like like the boys. Um, start off with the wins. I had A and M plus thirteen early window going going up against Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, so I didn't get to watch any of that game, uh, but I know A and M was up. Pretty much uh, the majority of that football game, and then Jaden Daniels kind of took over and uh, ended up covering by a point there. Felt like that was the right side. Austin, I was on NC State as well uh, with the three and a half um, outright winner, and um, my other winner was the Colts Buccaneers over 44 and a half. Um, I kind of like riding the Colts overs, I think um, that offense puts up points. Gardner Minshew's kind of a turnover machine if he's not putting up points. So either way, good for the over that that went over. Um, my losses, I was on Utah. This is one of the few games I didn't watch uh, on Saturday. Utah minus 20 and a half. Really know what happened in that game. I, mean, I thought Colorado was kind of packing it in. Shador Sanders didn't, didn't play. They're actually, the backup quarterback actually played well. Um, and kept that game close. I was just surprised that Colorado had any fight left last week when they got smoked by 50. Um, so that was a loss. Utah only won by, by six points there. Uh, lost two NFL plays that weren't really close. I lost the Browns plus two and a half. You know, I did watch that game, obviously, as a Browns fan. The Browns kind of dug themselves a hole early, fought back to... Uh, the game 14 to 12 and then just got decimated with injuries including DTR who was playing uh, pretty well um, and then you know once he left the game PJ Walker kind of you know did PJ Walker things which aren't good things so that was a loss DTR then, got uh, fucking smoked yeah, he did he's in concussion protocol we might see see Joe Flacco this week boys uh, I would fucking cry. Yeah. The Browns are in a dire situation. Miles Garrett got hurt. Uh, Denzel Ward didn't play. Mark Cooper got hurt. Um, had a couple other injuries on the defensive side of the ball. So it's it's not great here in Cleveland. Um, and then I had the Cardinals plus three. Not even close. I, I don't even know what happened in that game. I, I don't know how the Cardinals didn't score points in that game, but they didn't. Rams seemed like they had the ball the whole game. They just ran it down their throat with Kyron Williams. So, three and three week. You know, we'll see. We'll see what we're going to do in the future. But we're not in the red, like you said, Gage. It's a good week to bounce Sorry. back. Championship week, man. Uh, obviously, not a lot of games, but good football this weekend. So, good chance to bounce back. Um, let's do it. Let's fuck. It. Let's 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 just do it. Thirty twenty four in the big house. Saturday afternoon, um, we get to my brother's house, sun's out, it's that crisp, but like comfortable cold outside, sun's shining, vibes are high, energy is just through the roof, and then it happened, (laughs) just, I don't even know where to, I don't even know where to begin, to be completely honest with you. I'm actually excited that, like, we haven't talked about this at all. Like, we have This is the first time we're sharing our thoughts. Usually we're texting throughout the games or texting after the game stuff. No matter what your guys' thoughts are, like, I, I haven't really talked to anybody about it. No, I haven't, so. ta- I haven't <laughs> talked to a soul. I usually go um, do not disturb through this game, and, I, and I've done that for many, many, many years just for obvious reasons. And um, I didn't turn mine back on until I don't was it probably near the end of the Auburn game. So it it was tough. Yeah, a, it was tough. Here, here's how I have an idea how we can break this game down. Why don't we give like an overarching like 
maybe like one sentence of like how the game turned out, like why the game turned out the way it did, and then we can like break it down further. So like my overarching like takeaway from the game is I think the difference was quarterback play. That's basically it. I think Michigan's got a better quarterback, and that's why we lost. So, go ahead, Gage. Mine's going to be chalky, and I hate that people are going to look at it as an excuse, but there were a lot of calls that went against Ohio State. I think the replay officiating was very, very poor. Um, I think a lot of the calls on the field that were made initially were wrong, and then that's kind of what... But that's kind of what caused replay to, to stand with the call on the field. Um, but yeah, Gage, even the plays that they overturned, like yeah. with replay, they were so obvious on the field. And like, and I know, like you said, this is going to sound like excuses and whatever. Yeah. But like, you got fucked on like ten straight spots, like just straight up, just like spotting the ball. Yep. Yeah. Right no, that, that's what I was. I was watching it with my fiance's family and I was watching it and me and Bailey were going back and forth about Blake Corum would run the ball for no yards and somehow it would be second and eight and then they run the ball again for one yard and then it'd be third and three or third and four and the spotting like you said Trent was way fucking off and even when we ran the ball for a couple yards somehow we didn't gain any or we lost yardage um and then we all know that that that, that interception that should have been called that ended up being a touchdown um Everybody who kind of came into the broadcast said that it wasn't a, that it wasn't a touchdown, um, and then they came back on and, and said it was. So, yeah, I, I hate using it, but it really, really did turn the game upside down, and it really went against Ohio State. And I saw a, a tweet yesterday um, about Xavier Johnson. That's the one I was going to bring up. Yeah, and he there's there's an an angle where showed that he wasn't down. And that ended up being a punt that Michigan ended up scoring on. I think maybe a field goal, but yeah, a lot of a lot of questionable calls. I hate using that as an excuse. Um, hate looking at it like that. But that would be my my one big takeaway from the game. It's not really an excuse when it's like blatantly obvious. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the officials weren't good on both sides, and and yeah, more so when Michigan um, was on offense, but. But Gage, you're right. That the Xavier one was like they they zoomed in and on any replay you look at, like he's clearly not down. And it was all it was the second possession of the game, and it was it ended up being fourth and one on Ohio State's like 45 or 46 or something, um, resulted in a punt. And and in a game of this magnitude, you never know, right? And I know it's early, it's super early, but like they get that first down, you never know. They could end up going out and scoring. They could, you know, kick field goal or. They could, you know, get a punt inside the five yard line. Like, like, there's so many factors that could that could result with that, like with that call not being made. And there was one on I forget which side which sideline it was, but McCarthy was running, and he was just like clearly like two yards short of the marker. Like he stepped out of bounds, and the guy gave him a first down, and they they, they went to the pylon cam right where right where he was, and you could see him step out, and they took. 15 minutes to fucking review it and it's like it's it It reminded me of i don't know if you guys watched the sunday night game last night but with the ravens and they had a couple instances where they they made the line to gain and it was pretty obvious and replay didn't stop it nobody challenged it and they went forward both times and ended up getting stopped and it kind of like reminded me of that about how bad the officiating was but before we move on any faster um I feel bad for Marv, and I really do, and I don't think he's going to play in the bowl game. I don't think a lot of players are going to play in the bowl game. And they get nine targets, five catches, almost 100 yards and a touchdown. And they mentioned it in the last drive. Gus and, and Joel Clatt hit around the head. It don't matter what the situation is. Get him the ball. If he got three guys on him, throw him the fucking ball. And we should have done that all game because no matter what jump ball he was throwing up to him, he came down with it. He came down with a great catch with DPI, and he still caught it. And it, it comes to a point where you know that this is either going to be, like, his last game or you guys are going to the playoffs. And you need they needed to force feed Marv a lot more. 
And uh, it, it was it was so frustrating to watch. And not like he was getting bracketed or double teamed every time. He had one on one quite a bit during that game. Especially, I agree, Gage. My bad, Trey. Go ahead. I was gonna say like that that last drive where I I, I remember this like he's like now that you mentioned it where Platt was just like it's gonna be tough to get the ball to Marvin Harrison like they're gonna be doubling him and Gus last drive they bring and Gus just goes. You have to find a way to get the ball yep. to Marvin. You just have to. And then the next play, uh, McCord just throws the ball up to him, but he's come down with it. And it's just like, yeah. And I think, you know, to their credit, I, at the end, I think that's kind of what their plan was. But it should have been their plan. All game. The whole. Yeah. And, I, you know, like this, this is a weird game where, like, there's not a lot I can point to that's, like, yeah, like the Marvin Harrison thing, whatever. Like we should have probably got him involved. There's not a lot. Of, like I don't think Ryan Day called a bad game. Everyone talking about Ryan Day. I don't think Ryan. It's not like, no. It's not like the game last year where I thought Ryan Day actually called like a really bad game. Yeah. I thought Ryan Day was fine. I actually thought McCord. I just don't think. I don't think McCord is that like talented. But I thought outside of that really bad interception to start, which probably cost them the game. Mm-hmm. He played about as well as you could ask Kyle McCord to play in that situation. Like he made a lot of nice throws. That throw to Harrison stepped up in the pocket and threw like fifty yards. Or Harrison got dragged down and caught like that was a dime. Um, but I thought we ran the ball well. You know, I thought the defense was pretty good. I don't know. I just like I get how everyone's freaking out. I get it, but. Just think it came down to Michigan being at home and them having a, a better quarterback than us and then them getting a couple calls. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's not an Ryan Day. Like I don't want to hear about Ryan Day. Like, can Ryan Day be a little bit more aggressive on like down and and maybe not be as conservative? Yes. But I also think that's because he doesn't like fully trust quarterback. Um I don't blame I don't blame him. So I don't know, man. Like it sucks, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't hurt like it did last year. Yeah, this one definitely hurts. I think or I mean, I'm not it, I would be wrong to say it's you're tough. wrong. I would I would be wrong to say you're wrong, but I think this one hurts a lot more than last year. Um well, I I got a lot of stuff on Ryan Day. I I I do want to talk about Ryan Day. We'll talk we'll save it for a little bit, but um like, you think this? Tr- you think this, this is worse than last year? Yeah, because I would rather. I know it's it's Michigan, but I would rather get the shit kicked out of me versus being that close and just have it ripped from you. Um, yeah, but go ahead. I don't. I don't want to. I'll argue with you in a minute. But. No, go ahead. What? Well, I mean, I, I, like last year, like we had fucking C.J. Stroud. Like, we had this generational player, but we had a right? a junior high You're defense. Yeah, but like, dude, I was I was at that game. I was in the stadium for that. Like, we yeah, we lost by twenty two. We were like we were the better team. We should have won that game. Like, I'm not like I don't care that we lost by twenty two. Like, we fucked up so many times where we're throwing receiver bubble screens. Ryan Day punting the ball or he not getting the call on on fake punts um just like letting up all these like big explosive plays like that was all self-inflicted like we were the better team last year i don't care what the score was at the end like proving the playoff by the way when michigan lost to tcu and we you know were a missed field goal kick away from, from winning the championship like last year was the team this year like yeah, we could have won. I don't think, like, I don't think Ohio State played a bad game yesterday. Do you, do you guys or Saturday? No, I don't, and that and that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, like we we should have won last year, and quite honestly, shouldn't have this year. Like, if you if you look on paper, right? Like, obviously, you're gonna say last year's team is much better than this year's team, but like, our like, I don't even know how to to like vocalize like my thought process right now it's just like Ohio State played Ohio State played so good on Saturday and 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 there's like two or three plays here and there that that you can say dictated the outcome of the game and last year there was 
10 or 11 plays. So it's like it was so like they were so close the entire game, and they just could never, they just could never hit that boost and just go. You know what I mean? Like every time that they gain momentum, it they they couldn't keep it. I think that was a huge thing in the game where, I mean, they would they would answer a, a scoring drive from Michigan with a touchdown of their own, and then they couldn't get a stop. And I, I know the defense has been solid all year, but I really really think that they picked a bad day to play their worst game on Saturday. And the linebacking, the linebackers on Saturday, fucking awful. I know I texted you guys, like, Tommy Eichenberg played terrible. And it, it was so bad to watch. Um, and that last run that Corn broke off, Sonny Styles, great fucking player, been awesome all year. Worst angle I've ever seen trying to tackle a running back that kind of gave up that, that, that touchdown there at the end. But I think... I know hindsight's twenty twenty. We mention it all the time, but like, I think the way that Ryan Day managed the end of the first half also played a huge, a huge factor in the game, and I think that was totally wrong. Um, what, I, I want to get you guys' input on that. I know it's a big hot topic, and everyone's been talking about it, but I really want to know like what you guys think about that. Yeah, Gage, I I agree, and that kind of I think that's the the, the one thing that you could uh, like get on Ryan Day about was like. It was too conservative. Like you can't settle for a field goal with a kicker that I don't think he had made a fifty-yard field goal all year. Why is it he just going to come in the big house? Yeah, drill this fifty-yard field goal, and it's kind of what he did against Georgia. Last he did year. though. Like he, he he drilled it. They just they called timeout. Yeah, I, I just I would I would and I I think this goes back to what I said about like I don't think he fully trust Tom McCord to be like all right fourth and two. Let's get the first down here. Let's get closer. Let's try to get a touchdown. Um, so, I, again, like, I don't think – I think Ryan Day can improve. Like, Ryan Day isn't perfect. He can improve in those situations. He's got to be more aggressive. He's got to, like, trust his players more, I think. Um, but, I like, I also think Ryan Day, like, called a pretty good game. And we were running the ball pretty well. And – um I don't know. I I just I think my overall point is like this team. This team has like such a lower margin for error as last year's team was. Like CJ Stroud threw an interception early, and Michigan went up seven nothing. Like we'd be like, all right, that's all right. Like we we can throw up fifty points. Now it's like, can we get to like twenty seven? Can we get to thirty? It's a different vibe and a different feel with this team. It's hard to ask the defense to to play lights out gauge, you know, every drive, especially against a top team. Um, it it just your margin for error is a lot is a lot slimmer. So I think the defense played really good. Um, I know thirty points it, it doesn't really like represent that. I guess you could say, but I mean the interior line, Michael Hall, Tyleek Williams played phenomenal the entire game. Um, JTT didn't have any sacks, but you know he was he was getting constant pressure on McCarthy when he did drop back to pass. Jack Jack Sawyer had a sack, and and was cons- yeah 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 that they, yeah that's another yeah every they played awesome awesome, but they they couldn't get off the field. I mean yeah They're, every time yes bro they they started the game four for four on four or three for three on fourth down and they I know like. The spotting and everything was terrible, but they could not get off the fucking field, and they had so many long drives. And the time of possession doesn't really like. If you didn't watch the game and you looked at the time of possession, it's somewhat favored in Michigan, but like, it seemed like they had the ball the entire game, and these drives were so long. And Ohio State couldn't make a timely play when it mattered to get off the field, and um, it was draining. I mean, yeah, everyone played great, but when. They had fourth down. They went for it every fucking time. And they seemed like they got it, and it was heartbreaking. It was backbreaking. I know they they held a lot. I mean, the amount of field goals that Michigan kicked that, that game could have been way worse than what it ended. And um, they stood up in in some situations, but I mean, they I don't know. It was it was so frustrating just to make Michigan have the ball the whole time. And it's it's the gauge. It's the drive after Ohio State. I thought. 
Ohio State went down and tied the game at 17, and they ran it right down their fucking throats for like 10 yeah. straight runs. I was like, we're yeah. winning this fucking game. Like, it's yeah. different. And then, to your point, Gage, the defense just let up a long. Like, you have to get. At that point, we have all the momentum. It's 17 to 17. Offense is fucking clicking. Like, they went right down the field. They couldn't stop our run. Defense just couldn't get off the field. And they let a long touchdown drive. And it just, it kind of sucked the air. And, and again, like like you said, Gage, it's just it, like seven minutes where it just like eats into the game. And then the last drive where Iowa State scores, cut it to three with eight minutes left. Yeah. And they just can't get off the field. And they don't get the ball back until there's a minute and a half left. Yeah, 13 plays. Wow. Michigan goes 13 plays, exactly seven minutes. And they kick that field goal to go up six. Um. Yeah, I still think defense played good. And, yes, they they couldn't get off the field. But it, it, it's just third down, they were fine. They were 3-12 of 12 on third down. Um, they held Michigan to 3-12 of 12 on third down. It was just constant. Like, there's three fourth down conversions. And second and, you know, five or second and four. And they, they'd get a six-yard run. And it just, there you go, extend extend the drive. And it's just, it was frustrating, I, yes, I, I, but I, I, I'm not going to say that they played bad. As there was a few plays here and there that that could have gone differently, um, but I don't think they played bad. And it, it, Ohio yeah. State, it, it, it's there's just it's like inches, bro. Like there, like there's you look at last year's game and the difference between these two, in my opinion. Last year's, you had what was it like seven plays over 45 yards, a bunch of them resulting in touchdowns, like. There were so many things to go back. Like, you know what? Okay, hypothetically, or not hypothetically, like if you look at all this, all the numbers and all the, you know, stuff on paper, Ohio State should not have won that football game last year. They deserved to lose by 20-something points. You look at this year's game, and number 25, I'm forgetting his name, the the, uh, the safety. You know, he doesn't turn his head around half a second too late. That's an easy interception on the uh, Blake Horam touchdown. On that same play, fumble that wasn't called, right? If they they reverse that call, that ball comes back. You never know how State goes down and score. We talked about the Xavier Johnson uh, third down not being down, the the missed field goal at, at the end of the half. Like, there's so many like microscopic things that happened on Saturday that was like if just that one thing could have flipped, Ohio State would have had a chance. Versus last year where there's just so, there's just too many thing the hurdles to overcome. Well, Right. Last year was the like it was all self inflicted. Like they That's, just that, right. They just were too they were too fucked up. Um, but they were more talented. They had a way better quarterback. Um, yeah. and, and the interception but, that McCord had in the first half is is I will stand on this and, and my view on McCord has definitely changed since this game, but that first interception that Will Johnson had on the slant is not on McCord. That that is a hell of a uh, buddy. Why buddy, listen, 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 listen. No 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 listen. Go back and watch it. it. It's a two yard or a three yard slant. It's an RPO, right? You either hand the ball off or you throw it to to read one immediately. It was a three yard slant. Will Johnson cut the route by Marvin perfectly and beat him inside beat, leverage. Beat him to the spot and he, he should, listen. He should he, he should, should never throw the ball. The ball should have never been thrown. Right, but that that pick's not on him. That is a hell of a play by Will Johnson. Don't cry. Go ahead, Gage. Go ahead. Dude, we've been saying it all year about McCord. His any they even mentioned it on the broadcast, and I'm so glad that they did so America can hear what this dude's biggest fall is. Austin, that interception, he was staring him down before he even snapped the ball. He goes, he doesn't that's McCord's biggest thing. They said it. He has one read and he's done. If if the first read's not there, Good luck. Like turnover, here you come. Or right, but it's an RPO. Away, it's an RPO. It's not like he has time to sit there and wait. He's got alignment. I, so why is he even throwing it? He should have handed the ball off. That's why I, I I agree. I'm not saying I'm not like he that was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. It wasn't even close. It, it, the wide receiver had no fucking chance bro, to catch the Will ball. Johnson beat beat Harrison to the spot before he even threw it. That's what I mean. It's a hell of a play by Will Johnson. You can't sit there and say so that's how a, is that not on the if you're a quarterback and 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 you know that Marvin Harrison Jr. is on a slant. Corner has inside leverage. 
not going to throw like that's that's just that's simple quarterbacking. Like you don't throw that ball. Oh, I understand. Bro. If you're a breaking route and the guy is sitting on the inside shoulder, it's not going to be open. It's not going to be a good a good decision to throw the ball. I understand he should yeah. he should have handed it off. He should have handed it off. Yes, but the throw was not a bad throw. He threw it to the, he threw it to where it needed to go. Will Johnson, Will Johnson made the play. Go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. Okay, it was a fine throw. It was a bad decision. Right. So, but the interception, like you can't just eliminate. It's more of a better play on Will Johnson than it is a bad play on Kyle McCord. I will stand on that hill. I will stand on that hill. We're trying to tell you about Kyle McCord, like we were trying to tell you this year, like. Bro, I understand Kyle. I I understand Kyle McCord is not him. I I understand that, and I've made that very clear. But I've also made it very clear that I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Yes, he makes one or two really weird and kind of stupid plays a game, but that was not one of them. He missed a lot of easy throws again. He does every game. He does every game, and that's something early on in the year I've accepted. I'm not like cool. Like I'm not like okay with it, but like it happens. I've accepted that. About, uh, think about all the teams that are like in playoff contention and all their quarterbacks. And then think about Kyle McCord. That's the he's difference. Not, he's not great. I understand. I, I understand that. This is this, this Ohio State team is good. Offense, defense, not special teams. That's horrible. We didn't even talk about the special teams. Fucking punt. I don't know how like pissed I could be at a punter. I don't know what his deal is. Our punter sucks. The last like five weeks, that dude can't punt more. He can't even punt thirty yards. Like you're a punter. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, Michigan's fuck. punter is hitting fucking seventy-six yard nukes that go yeah, through the back, back spins. Of, yeah, and fucking one. But yeah, th- that's another reason we lost the game. Special teams. Um, but yeah, I mean McCord. Like we just don't have enough good, good enough quarterback. Like not that. Jordan Travis, Bo Nix, Jordan Travis heard obviously now, but Bo Nix, Penix, Carson Beck, JJ McCarthy, like none of, Ford isn't any of those guys. He's just not. I agree. I agree. So, and and I, I, um, I I honestly can't off the top of my head remember if we got anybody coming in. Um, but I don't think Devin Brown is the guy either. I don't think I I'm at the point where I don't think Kyle McCord is the guy. Um. I saw rumors floating around. I mean, there's just rumors, so it could be fucking just stupid shit. But um, Malik Murphy trying to get him come from Texas to play at Ohio. Like Ohio State needs to make change, and they need to they need to bring somebody in. Um, I don't think McCord is him anymore, or I don't think McCord is the answer anymore. I I never thought he was him, but um, just I don't know, man. I don't think Kyle McCord is a bad quarterback. He he he's he has a very bad habit of looking at option one and throwing it to option one regardless. Yes, but fine. He he should be he should be playing at like playing at like Arkansas, Kansas State. Yeah, like he he should be just like on, on like an average like Big Twelve team. Kansas State needs point. quarterback. Will Howard just entered the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean I'll I'll, I'll drive Kyle McCord. Down to Kansas State and you know make sure he's safe, make sure his bags are packed. Um, it sucks but, though, man, because he there's that time like there's times. He's a nice kid. Like, like, there, there's times like like, like especially against Michigan State, like where you're looking and like fuck yes, like if we can get like half of this, fuck yes. But like and then you watch other games. I'm I don't think Michigan was one of his worst games, but like you just look at other games, like kind of like Penn State, right? And it's like. What the fuck? Like, there's no middle ground. He's either really good or he's really bad. There's just not there's not a lot of juice there, man. And like, if everything goes well, like, like throw a nice little seam ball. But like, like Gage said, if his first read isn't there, he's not gonna whip around and like quickly process to his next read and like hit a backside dig. Kind of get out of the pocket and create doesn't have the arm strength to like someone downfield and throw like a you know a scramble drill deep ball just like perfectly mid and that's fine like if you if you want to be perfectly mid you're gonna put up numbers at Ohio State but like it should have been a, a red flag right away when like the last 
three quarterbacks were thrown for 45 touchdowns. Ford can't break 25. I should have been with Marvin fucking Harrison. It should have been the the red flags. Like, okay, like this kid, like, levels to this. Like, Yeah, Marv should have had at least 14, 15 targets in that game. I mean, you, I mean, we talked about it a couple minutes ago, but, like, you have to force feed him. They force fed him against Penn State and look what happened. Like, they dominated, dominated that game offensively. Like, you have to force feed the best player in the country. You just have to. And what, uh, McCourt, McCourt also missed one, um, to Cade Stover. The, the, what ball should have been intercepted, the ball in the end zone. But, um, oh, yeah. he had him. Like, you throw the ball to the back pylon, he, uh, Stover had, like, four yards of separation. But he threw an absolute you know, missile he- to the inside. He did that same thing against Penn State. Yeah. And Stover mossed the dude. Yep. And caught it. You guys remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, he just... He, like, I just can't... He can't... Like, I'm sure he'll be better next year. Another year, right? But he's just not going to be good enough. To... He's, luck- he's lucky that, you know, he's had the best Ohio State in five years or whatever. Because if he had the last couple of defenses, had our twenty twenty one defense, you know, we might have lost three games this year. So yeah, if they had last no last year's defense, dude, if they had last year's defense. That this team would be three losses, and they probably would have lost this game by by three scores. Remember, remember twenty twenty one's defense with uh, was it Kerry Combs at defensive coordinator? Yeah, shout out LaSalle. Um, he's at uh, he's at UC now. Sorry, he's at UC. Yeah, special teams coordinator at UC. I wish Ohio State and Ryan Day threw more wrinkles in their offense. Yeah. Like when they did with Xavier, I know we're big Xavier Johnson stands and Austin blah blah blah. But like all eyes aside, like it worked when they motioned him in from the outside to the backfield, and I guarantee Michigan was not expecting looks like that, and it worked. But a couple times that he touched the ball, it worked, and. I think the offense became really stale, and I know that's what it has to be when you have a quarterback that's not capable of making these outrageous Jaden Daniel type of plays. But like, there needed to be more wrinkles, and I think there needed to be a couple, couple trick plays in there, even if they didn't fucking work. But I feel like Michigan was was never on their toes defensively, and it it, it just kind of played right into their favor. But I mean, we can sit here and talk about this all night. What what could have happened? What, what should have happened? But uh, um, what I your, agree, what, like. Go ahead. My bad, Trey. Go ahead. But I was just gonna say, like, that's a that's another fair criticism of Ryan Day, and it's kind of like the same thing. Like, he does he needs to get a little bit more like his comfort zone? Like, I don't want to take away like he is a great play designer. Like the red zone play where he got a Buka for a touchdown play call. Like, it's like high level like play calling. Uh, he always gets Marvin open in the red zone on those shallow crossers where he's just wide open. Like, mm-hmm. and when he had an elite quarterback at throw down field, the way he could like, you know, create explosive plays and ro- moving the pocket and throwing back. Like, I can watch the Georgia game last year where R- Ryan Day just dialed up so many open plays down the field. Like, still, you know, top three in college football at like designing those plays. But he does need to be more. He just needs to. He needs to like. Coach more just like fuck it. Like you guys see the Washington game, the Washington uh the reverse who they play. Washington oh State. my god. Fourth and one on their own what twenty eight yard line. Yep. Tied up and with like two minutes Caleb left. Yeah. If they don't get it, the game's over. Like their perfect yeah. season is over. Ninety nine percent of coaches punt there. I know for a fact Ryan Day punts there. Caleb DeBoer goes, I'm gonna run a fake uh handoff First to Roma Duze, my best player, get 45 yards. Like, no other option. And I'm just going to fucking dial this play up. Trust Michael Penix, and I trust Roma Duze, and I trust my offense. I'm going to go win this fucking game. And that's exactly what they did. Like, that is ballsy. Like, that on. Imagine if they did something like that, like that with Marv. Like, I haven't seen Marv take a a handoff or a jet sweep or anything like that all year. And imagine if they just kind of like threw little 
little wrinkles in their offense like that to keep the defense like unsteady. I feel like that, that offense had unlimited potential, and I know the quarterback play wasn't all that, but like I don't know, it, their their offense is so stale in my opinion. It's it's run on first down because I don't have confidence in McCord. Okay, second and long, let's try to get a couple here and then let McCord throw. And I don't know, kind of a uh, kind of boring and paid dividends late in the season. So where are you, where are you guys at with um, Ryan Day? It's kind of wait. This kind of kind of this can be the uh, the last point we kind of touch on with this with this game. But um, I have my opinion. I'm just curious as to what you guys or where you guys are with uh, with Ryan Day. Well, I know you're gonna. I know your take is that he's great and he wants he's gonna stay and everything. But I, I think them losing to Michigan is gonna hurt their recruiting in the, in the future, especially if he stays, um, because that's why people go to Ohio State is to to beat Michigan and. Yeah, he's yet to do it, and I, I I pray that it doesn't hurt in the future if he does stay. Um, I don't know what the future is going to hold for him, but um, yeah, I don't I don't really know. I, great coach, but he can't win the ones that matter, and that's kind of the biggest thing. I think that I think that the like Gage brings up a good point with the recruiting. Like, I'm gonna say like you're not gonna. Silly, it'd be so silly to fire somebody that's like, like bringing in like top three recruiting classes. As like before Urban Meyer, Ohio State really like they weren't doing that. The SEC was like paying players and shit, the illegal stuff. Um, but maybe now it'd be a different story. But like, you know, we could also say that if the kid makes a fucking field goal last year, Ryan Day's a national champion. So, so you could easily say that just as easy, um, but I think it's more like I just think I think it's more so to do with the quarterback play. I don't blame Ryan Day as much. Like I get what you're saying all with Gage, and like he needs to open, and that's a fair criticism. Like he need, needs to coach more aggressively and and not as conservative. But like there's only so much you can do. You don't trust your quarterback, and um, you know, if like, how do you think Ryan Day feels when when he tries to run a simple RPO in the biggest game of the year and and Kyle McCord throws a right to fucking Will Johnson for a red zone interception? Now you're down seven nothing, and then he's got to try McCord back out there. He's like, fuck! Like my quarterback can't even do the simplest things. But so, yeah, they sh- they show him on the sideline after a couple of these mistakes, and he he's distraught. He just looks like a very lost hates- man. He fucking hates, like, I'm sure he, like, says all the right things, but, like, like your true colors come out. Like, when Kyle McCord fucks up, that was kind of an underrated funny thing throughout the season. Like, Kyle McCord would make just, like, a stupid fucking throw. And he's just and like, they'd show Ryan Day, and he'd be losing. Like, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's, uh, but I'm still a big Ryan Day fan. Like, I still think, like, like I said, like, this dude has developed, poor, like, we've had... He never had first round quarterbacks, and then he's developed Askins, Justin Fields, and DJ Stroud. Like the run, and then also like what he does with Heartline at receivers. And, and there's like, so like the, the talent is just too much to, de- like, it's undeniable. There's too many positives that, that outweigh the negatives, in my opinion, with Ryan Day. So I'm still fully on board with Ryan Day. Just get him a good quarterback and. And I think we'll be good. Yeah, he has more five-star recruits. Um, he joined Ohio State full-time as head coach 2019. He has more five-star recruits than any other teams in the country outside of um, Georgia and Alabama. So I don't really think it's going to hurt recruiting-wise. I mean, it's it's a valid point to bring up, sure. But um, I don't think it's really going to hurt. Um, and, yes, you know, lost three straight to Michigan. He's one in seven, I believe. Versus now, he's one in set one in seven first teams in the top six of the uh, CFP poll. Um, but he's still one of the top five, maybe top or top ten, maybe top five coaches in the country. Um, over the course of his four years as a head coach, you can say he's he's probably three or four plays away from playing in three and winning one national championship. Because I think it's it's pretty clear, cut and dry. 
you know, they win that game last year. They're, they're beating Tennessee. Or, I'm sorry, beating TCU. But, like, you go back and look at a few of these games. Like, in 2019, the game, they lost to um, Clemson, that Trevor Lawrence ETN team. You know, Chris Olave cuts outside. Justin Fields throws the inside post, gets intercepted. You know, if those two are on, are on like, in sync there, Ohio State wins that game. Or that same game, T. Higgins, the, the fumble that never was, right? Jeff Okuda punches it out. Jordan Fuller runs it back for a touchdown, gets reviewed, says it's not a fumble. Like, two plays there, Ohio State's playing in a national championship. I mean, granted, they're, they're playing that Burrow and LSU team, but they're still playing for a national championship. 2020 plays in the Natty, right? Bam, they lose to Bama. That Bama was one of the best college football teams of all time. 2022, we talked about it a bunch already so far, right? The missed field goal. But you go back and you watch that game. You know, they're up 11 with eight minutes left. Lathan, Rans- Lathan Ransom falls down, lets um, A.D. Mitchell go 70-something yards for a touchdown, and Georgia's right back in it. But that next drive, C.J. Stroud's dinking and ducking and going downfield. He gets sacked, big third and long on the 40-yard line. He has a Mecca Buka wide open on an out route, which then could lead to a fourth and short. You never know. Go get it. Extend that game. Ohio State's playing for a national championship. So, like, there's, like... The fact that, and I know you guys aren't like pro get Ryan Day out, but like I've talked to to plenty of people so far that like he can't win the game, he can't beat Michigan, get him out, and it's that's just that's unreal to me. He he's literally three or four plays away in his tenure from playing in three national championships in four years. Like it's ridiculous. Like that narrative is fucking stupid. What a. If that Georgia game didn't exist last year, I think I would be on. I would be like, all right, maybe it's time to like think about moving on. The fact that he, like, after the Ohio State Michigan game last year, when he just like completely like pissed all over himself, yeah. But that Georgia game, he showed me like he gets it. That's his best game. And yeah, and, and until the end where he kind of like got he kind of again got conservative, and it's just like yeah. you just gotta like. You got us, and I give him a pass this year again. I give him a pass for conservative this year because because of, of his quarterback. But like, you have CJ fucking Stroud last year. Like, just let him win the game. Like, that's that's the only th- fair criticism you could give him is like, dude, you gotta like trust your guys more and you gotta get more aggressive. Yeah, but like that, you, the whole Georgia till the end. But, um, but it was only the first couple plays. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like he, like but like you go back and watch that drive. Cause, trust me, I did today because I was all wound up but like you go back and you watch like early on in that drive he's throwing the ball and he's getting out of the pocket and he's either running the ball or he's throwing the ball you know eight to ten yards downfield and it's like as soon as they cross midfield is when you know dallin hayden goes up the middle or he, he he's throwing a two yard out you know what i mean like then yes he gets conservative there it's just like there's there's he's one of the best coaches in the country's or in the country. He's one of the best recruiters in the country. He's one of the best offensive mind scheme ability guys in the country. Like this He's this, also one of the best best halftime adjusting coaches yes. in the country as well. Yeah, one of the best adjusters, one of the best motivators from what you see on social media and like everything. It's like the narrative that this yeah. guy like who are you gonna find better? Like like realistically, who are you gonna go like you fire Ryan Day. Who are you gonna I'll say who are you gonna go get? Like nobody. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm in on Ryan Day. Like I said, like that's another piece too. Austin is the motivational things too. Like he's he fucking he fucking like gets my juices going when he when he starts screaming in that. So like he's got the motivation. He's got like the like NFL play design like eliteness. So like it's just the conservativeness that he has to work on. But um. Yeah, that that's it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Next year, we're gonna beat the shit out of Michigan in the shoe. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah, I can't so fucking the, wait, this, dude. Ryan Day is three fucking hang. plays away from making three national championships in four years. Shut the fuck up about this. Get him out of Columbus nonsense. I'm tired of fucking hearing it. All, All right. right, we went a little long. We did. Do we have else or? We did. No. Um, Trent, you're in. Uh, Browns and Saints shit down their pants this weekend, or sit shit down their legs. Niners ran up a fucking check on Seattle on Thanksgiving night. Um, so, Gage, you got bragging rights for the week. But let's call it here. Appreciate you guys sticking with us.
this fucking Ohio State talk gets me going, man. Whether it's good or bad, thanks I, for, I'm thanks fucking. Thanks for listening to our uh, our group therapy session, everybody. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it, man. That was like, like I said, that was the first time we were able to talk about it, so um, I feel I feel a little bit better. I do. I feel yeah. better. I we probably should have. The Twitter the Twitter DMs are open. If you guys have any input or comments, concerns that you would like to express as well, we'd love to interact with you guys and, and hear what you have to say about the game and everything please do i'm at the point now where i would love to talk about it i really would i think be, before we go austin before we go just say like I'm, I'm gonna just say this it's a path say it again there's a path there is too we didn't even talk about this so there's like really brief talk about it. there's, there's kind of a path and i don't know if i want to go down that path so really so really quickly really 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 quickly you got these four teams you got bama oregon texas and ohio state all one loss and yes the three the three are playing for a conference championship but strength of record strength of schedule the best wins ohio state clears any of those teams and i get you know i play for conference championship i'm a firm believer conference champions should make the playoff i get it but you're right Trent. you know louisville goes in beats florida state florida state's gone bama beats georgia um washington does gonna, takes care of business that's against be the Oregon. biggest shake up is right that bama beats georgia right you need georgia to beat bama yeah yeah i'm sorry bama Georgia beats Bama. Bama's out. Um, Oklahoma State beats Texas. Texas is out. Washington beats Oregon. Oregon is out. So you, we need we need to be die fucking hard. Louisville, Washington, and Oklahoma State fans. And Georgia. And Georgia. But it's and, possible. Yeah. It's possible. It's do very we possible. Do we do we want that though? Do we want Kyle McCord? Georgia in the playoff? Yes. I want them in the playoff. I'll be like, fuck who it is. Right. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't want to get fucking smoked again. Like, I don't want to get smoked. They're not getting smoked, bro. That, this Georgia's team is not as good as last year's Georgia team. I, I would be... It's not, but... It's not, but Kyle McCord, bro. Okay, so why are we even talking about playoff picture if you don't even want them in? <laughs> you brought it up and you're I sitting here shitting on them. I just said there was a path. I said I didn't know if there... I didn't know if I wanted to go down the path. <laughs> go, go, go Louisville. Go go Georgia. Go Washington. Go Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's the hardest one. I don't think that's yeah. gonna be close. But you never All know, right. man. You never know. It's wide open. This is this is the year we need the twelve team playoff, which is kind of salty, but check us out on X. Like Gage said, DMs are open, text threads are open, hit us up. Gage's dog is fucking slumped right now. Um <laughs> hit us up. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, Until next time, peace.